Hello, hello, and welcome to another episode of the Relate Then Educate podcast. It's Erin Patton here coming to you live from the floor of my closet. Um, on today's episode, you're going to get to hear a great conversation that Rick and I had with Katie. Katie's a first year teacher in uh, Missouri. She's a fourth grade teacher and just about to finish up her very first year with her very first class. And we all know how oh, those first years, that first year is just something special. It is priceless. It is that you will never forget those kids. And anyway, so she's been this year. It's been really fun. She's been sending in to relate and educate some videos, some first year teacher teacher journal entry videos that we've been posting on our Facebook and Instagram and Twitter. And oh my goodness, it's been so great because you've just kind of gotten to see from the beginning of the year, all the jitters and nerves and anticipation to, you know, the first parent-teacher conference, to behavior issues, to connecting with kids. You've just gotten to see Katie's heart in a video all throughout the year. And so that's been so much fun. And so I know you're going to really enjoy this conversation that we get to have that's much freer and longer form and we can really get to know Katie and ask her some questions. Um, Katie is extra special to Rick and I because we have known this gal for quite a little bit. Um, Katie went to school, Katie and her brother went to the school that Rick and I taught at and Rick taught Katie in, I don't remember, a couple classes in high school, and then also was her basketball coach. So they have lots and lots of history, lots of memories and stories together. And while I didn't get to to teach Katie, she was always one of the older kids, and I taught the little kids, and I did get to teach her brother Murphy in third grade. And I had him, I don't know, one of my, probably my third or fourth year of teaching, and oh my goodness, he was great. I had this weird nickname for him. I had weird nicknames for a lot of my kids. And like, they just had to come natural. Like, kids would beg and like, please, Miss Thurber, Miss Patton. Thurber was my maiden name. Please, I want a, a nickname. And I'm like, okay, okay. But like, they have to just come to me. Like, I can't force these things. I got to give them time. They got to be natural. And so... This ridiculous name that I've come up with, Murphy, instead of Murphy, I would call them like Smurphy, and then Smurphy turned into just Smurf, and then somehow there was Smurf Daddy. And to this day, Murphy is Smurf Daddy to me. And in fact, like, I feel like if I saw him out in public and I yelled, hey, Smurf Daddy, like, I think he would recognize that as like, oh, that's my name, and turn around and say hi. So, yeah. I got to teach her brother Smurf Daddy. He was wonderful. In fact, he was one of those kids that you can't, like, the instant it brings me back to Murphy, Smurf Daddy, a smile comes across my face because this kid was, like, just pure joy to teach. He was funny. He was, you know, very excited, curious kid. But it was so hilarious. Like, and not just, you know, like a sweet, funny, all that cute little third grader, but, like, he's funny. He was really hilarious. And so he was like fun to like talk to at recess sometimes. <laughs> he was like a great little buddy. Oh, I love my Smurf daddy. And then don't even get me started on their mother, Amy. She was, oh my goodness, such an amazing supportive mom. I mean, she was someone who, when she would leave my classroom, I would feel encouraged. I would feel completely supported. I would feel like we're on a team and oh, she was just a dream mom. And of course, she's a former teacher and still very much teacher in, in the education field. And so she's just 
dreamboat. Loved her so much. Um, all of this talk with Katie has gotten me thinking so much about my very first class. My first class was in 2006. I was teaching second grade. That was my first job. And oh my goodness, I had 18 kids. I remember that. And it was, I remember after the first day of school, because I, I knew I wanted to be a teacher since I was a second grader. I've always wanted to teach. And so my first day of school was like, this is here. And I was so nervous, I, but I get nervous for everything. So that's not really saying anything, but I was particularly nervous. And then we did all this, you know, before school starts, we go up on the stage and and our principal introduced all the teachers and looking out and just seeing like, oh my goodness, these are my future kids. I'm going to have them. And I was getting so excited. And I go back to my room. A few minutes later, the kids start coming and I was off. I just felt like this is it. Like this is what I've always wanted to do. And this is exactly what I wanted it to be. And I'm doing it. Like I was, a I was so thankful that I was able to be somehow present enough in the moment to feel those things. And in fact, when I got off school that day, I called my mom and was driving home talking to her. And she was like, okay, well, how was it? And I said, through teary eyes, I was like, it was the best day of my life. And I know that sounds so cheesy, but it was so serious. Oh, it, te oh, teaching is the best thing. It is the best thing. I loved it so much. And so my first class now, those little second graders back in 2006, they're in their 20s. They're like in their early mid 20s now. And so I still get to follow some of them and see them on social media. And I'm still, you know, follow their parents or something. So I'll get little check ins through that. And now I just it's wild. Like some of my students, my little second graders are parents themselves. Now, some of them are finishing up college. Some of them are starting their careers like big adult careers like nurses and stuff. Like it's just so wild. My little kids are just these amazing adults. I even have one kid from my first year class that's like a model in New York City. Like come on. <laughs> and oh one of my most interesting like whoa I don't quite know how to feel like this feel about this stories was I don't know a couple months ago, my husband and I were out with his family at a bar and we were celebrating his younger cousin's birthday, like he's in his 20s or something. And so we were out and just enjoying ourselves. And then I hear Miss Thurber and I turn around and it is two of my little tiny second grade boys from my first class in their big, huge, like 23, 24 adult man bodies. And I instantly recognized them. And oh, it was just so wild to be like, oh, huh, we're in a bar. Like we were literally just like standing up at the bar and that's where they approached me. But whatever. It was so sweet to get to talk to them and just to get to check in on them as adults. Because I mean, some, one of these boys moved away soon after um, <clears throat> I had him in second grade. So I hadn't really gotten to keep up with them. So anyway, it's just... Ah, uh, it's so fun. Your first year is so, so, so special. And I encouraged Katie and I encourage everyone just soak up. If this is your first year, soak up these last couple of weeks because I know it's hard. Oh, see, I'm romanticizing my first year, if I'm being perfectly honest, because it was also so hard. And I spent so much time at school, way too much time at school and bringing so much stuff home. And I graded like everything, like everything. It was ridiculous. Don't make my mistakes. But 
I am romanticizing it, but I did, oh my goodness, just those loves. They were like my first loves, my first student loves, truly the first kids that I just, they were mine and they were then and they will forever be mine. So anyway, enjoy this walk back through memory lane of the first year for you and just be reflective. Think about your first class and just what all you've been through and grown since then. In fact, many of you, me included, I look back and I'm, you know, terribly embarrassed of how little I probably taught my students, but I'm not embarrassed about how much I love them. And I really feel like they felt the love because, oh my goodness, they were loved. So very loved by me. Anyway, okay, I'm going to hush up. Enjoy this conversation, this first year check-in with Katie Mills. Amplifying the voices of teachers. This is Relate and Educate. Okay. I'm ready. Are you guys ready? I'm ready. You're ready, ready too, Katie? Okay, well, here we go. Um, hello, everyone. It's Aaron here. Hey, everybody. Hey. It's Rick. Me and Rick are sitting here in his office, and we are talking to a very very special lady today. Her name is Katie Mills. Hi, Katie. Hi. Hi. Where are you talking to us from? I'm talking you, talking to you from my school in Missouri. In Missouri. Great. And what grade do you teach? I teach fourth grade. Okay. So sitting in a fourth grade classroom, we can all picture this. I love it. <laughs> Katie, you are just back from your first spring break as a teacher. <laughs> <laughs> You've had a million spring breaks in your life, but your first one as a teacher, how was it? Oh, it was nice. Very relaxing. Good. Very, very nice. Very good. Probably very needed. You were probably counting yes. down the days. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, very much. <laughs> no hesitation. I love it. Well, so congratulations on making it almost through your first year. Um, so for those of you that may not know, Katie is in her very first year of teaching. Like we said a second ago, she's a fourth grade teacher and she is just awesome. If you have not gotten to seek, we have been following Katie all year, even before her year started yep. on Relate and Educate's social media. She's been checking in for her first year journal. Is that what we're calling it? First year journal? Yeah. Internet. All of them are actually on our website. Oh, okay. Yeah. And on our website. So check mm -hmm. us out there. And so it's been so fun to get to see just all the, you know, everything you've gone through from your summertime jitters and nerves and planning for the year to just like getting to see how things are going all along the way. So I could not encourage you all more to go check this out. How has that been? Like, you know, you've been keeping a live journal this whole year. It's been fun to kind of go back and like rewatch like some of the very first <laughs> ones and compare that to like how I'm feeling <laughs> now and how much has changed and that sort of thing. But I love it. I went through all of them yesterday just and quickly watched through all of them just to remind me of everything and just ah, it just it made me laugh and I would get teary eyed at sometimes just like oh this first <laughs> year it is just so so memorable. Um, what was that like? walking into your very first class 
scary and exciting because I was like, I, I don't feel old enough to have like my <laughs> yeah. actual, like, own kids and be in charge of like 20 of them. I but love it. Know them and um, just seeing how the year progressed. Yeah. That is so good. And your first year, I mean, or maybe I'm projecting, but my first year students, I mean, there is just something. I, I fell in love with them as I was falling in love with teaching. And so I just have such a special place in my heart for all of my 18 first students from my first class. And so I just, ah, uh, I, it was, it's been so fun thinking about your first year and I've just been living vicariously through you. Cause I <laughs> loved it. I'm just, I'm so happy. And it seems like you're loving teaching. Yes. Okay. Yes. I'm so yeah, glad. Sure. So, and so I think it's, it's worth noting that, Aaron and I both have known you for some time. That's true. Thank right? you. Go maybe maybe some backstory. <laughs> but I, I taught you in world history, I, I know. Did I teach you in any other classes as well? I think it was just world history. Just world history. Okay. Mm -hmm. And then the bigger part was I coached her in girls basketball. Yeah. So I've known Katie. I've known her family. Her brother. We were just talking about her brother mm -hmm. a little bit ago. Um, and to, to watch you go through this you know, that I went through and, and Aaron went through, I couldn't wait to hear <laughs> how it was going for you. Um, so it, there is something at stake. Like we, it's different when you don't know them. Yeah. You know, it's exciting, yes. but it's a little bit different. It's like, Ooh, how is she going to handle this? How is she going to handle that? But, yeah. uh, anyway, that's, that's the backstory on my end. Yes. Yeah. And then I got to teach Katie's little brother, Murphy, in third grade, he's a big college student now. But so, yeah, back when he was a little kid. And, oh, my goodness, your family. You guys are just your mother. She has such a good, encouraging heart. I mean, she was, like, such a good mom to have, you know, in my younger years. She was so encouraging. And uh, your mama, she's the sweetest. Awesome. <laughs> she really is. Okay, well, let's talk about our your first year. Um did you feel prepared? Like all of your expectations? Yes and no. Okay. Um, I, the other fourth grade teacher that I have here has been so incredibly helpful. I don't know what I would do without her. Um, just like the months leading up to school starting, just making sure that I had everything ready, like for back to school night or just the first week of class in general, everyone, all the other teachers have been so, so great and supportive, um, just answering any questions that I have um, and just being there for really whatever I needed like along the way. And was she a, is she a mentor teacher or is she just the kind hearted soul that said, Hey, this, this kid needs some help. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Not my mentor teacher, but love it. Yeah. Just, mm -hmm. and I want that to be clear to teachers that young teachers coming in, they may show that they know all the new techniques and stuff like that, but they still want the, the veteran teacher to come in and just help well. You know, not, uh -huh. not, not judgy, not like, you know, appreciate me because I'm helping you. It's just, what do you need type stuff? Is that right? Yes. A hundred percent. That is so good. What a gift. I'm so glad that you have her there. Yeah. What's her name? Call, shout her out on here. Let's say <laughs> it. Like, that's wonderful. Caitlin Pogue. This is her 10th year, but uh -huh. her, own, this is her first year at my school okay. and first year teaching fourth grade. So she taught younger grades okay. um, before and then just moved here. So yes. Mrs. Pogue. 
That's Shout out. right. That's <laughs> yeah. wonderful. Um, so one of the things when you checked in um, on what I don't remember is one of the first times, like one of the first couple of weeks of school, um, you were talking about how you were actively building relationships with your students and you were loving all of that. And there were just some kids that were difficult to, you know, reach and to connect to. And that was at the beginning of the year. I just wanted to see kind of how that looks now, you know, almost at the end of the year. Yeah. Now those relationships have gotten significantly better since the beginning of the year. One in particular was, oh my, I just stressed me out at the beginning of the year, not being able to connect with him, but then finally, um, probably closer to Christmas break, um, that relationship just kind of like took off and, um, has made like a huge difference. And like other people have noticed it too. Like his parents had mentioned it to me at um, parent teacher conferences and the principal and just things like that. So it's nice to get that positive feedback that like what I'm doing is actually helping. That's so good. You were just what he needed. You were the perfect teacher for him in fourth grade. I mean, truly he is a lucky kid to get to have Miss Mills. And I, w- I want to like go a little bit deeper on that. Mm-hmm. So what was it? Was it just relentless, like checking in or what, what made the, what tipped the scales with this kid? I think just constantly checking in or if it, if we were walking up to specials or to recess, just like having a conversation with him just as the day went on. Um, and just like really focusing on asking him questions and getting to know him a little bit better. And then once I did figure out the things that he liked, just like keep building on that and asking him more and stuff. So. What did it feel like when you saw the tide shift and you, you saw it? Oh, oh, he's, or she uh, is acting better. Or when you saw the difference, what, how did you feel? So good. Cause it just made like all those kind of bad experiences that I had had before just like kind of disappeared. And I was like, oh, like finally something is working. Something is clicked. It just made me feel a whole lot better. That's so good. Well done. Well Seriously. Done. That's so, so, so good. I'm so proud of you. Um, Tell me about, you mentioned parent-teacher conferences. Tell Mm -hmm. me about parent-teacher conferences. Oh, my Lord, I remember that just intimidating the crap out of me my first year. Yeah, the first one was so nerve-wracking. Just like, because I was just worried I was going to get asked questions that I didn't know the answer to, and I'd just be sitting there like, let me get back to you on that. Let me go (laughs) ask someone, and I'll I'll send you an email or something. But the ones that I guess they were the week before spring break went so much smoother and faster. Um, I felt like I just was more prepared um, when it came to answering questions. And well, like, you know, the kids you've had a year yeah, exactly. of like pouring right. into them and right. So that's yeah. so good. Yeah. Um, so tell me also about like, I don't know. I struggled a lot with my confidence, my first year, just second guessing every decision. If it was meeting my students where they were supposed to be, be met or just, I don't know, just all of the questions or, and the skill set that you just don't have yeah. being mm-hmm. a first year teacher. So how are you, you know, internalizing all of this and your confidence, your mental state with everything? Um, One of the biggest challenges that I faced is just behavior issues and figuring out how to handle that Mm -hmm. because like I mean I went to a private school all growing up and so 
uh, from what I remember, we didn't have, I didn't see a whole lot of behavior issues. And even with student teaching, um, I had never really experienced that or anything like that. And I have a kid in my class who's like flipped a desk and like thrown papers off. And I'm just like, when that first happened, I was like, oh my gosh, I have no idea how to handle that. Um, and so just, I think asking questions and asking other teachers what they do when, um, that type of thing happens, um, and just trying to kind of figure it out like that has helped a whole lot rather than, I don't know, cause I would just freak out in that moment or I did the first yeah. time. Um, <laughs> and just, it was not pretty, it was so bad. Um, that has definitely been one of the biggest struggles. And I think just asking questions and asking other people for advice rather than mm -hmm. I don't like asking questions or expressing when I need help or anything like that. And so just that has made a huge, huge difference. I'm so glad that you're learning that lesson quicker than I did. I would, mm -hmm. it was hard for me to ask questions because it wasn't that I was necessarily so proud and confident that I was doing the right thing. It's just that I wanted to appear that I was competent and that I was doing a good job. And mm -hmm. along the way, I guess I felt questions made me look not competent, which I don't feel like that now. So I hope that you'll continue doing that because, oh, it's such a resource, you know, mm -hmm. getting, having those connections with your fellow teachers. I mean, there's so so much knowledge and information and experience. So I'm so glad that you're doing yes. that. There, there <laughs> has to be somebody that a young teacher can go to mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. like I remember 22, I didn't know what the hell was going on. Yeah. You know, I, you had these things happen and in normal life, stuff like that doesn't happen. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So you can't go yeah. ask your pastor, you can't yeah. go ask your yeah. girlfriend or, or whatever. Cause they're like, I don't know what, I'd never heard of that happening before. Right. But if you talk to a, a, a seasoned teacher, it's been around a while. They're like, yeah, yeah, that can happen. And yeah. it just, you're like, oh, okay. First of all, it can happen. Great. Do you know what to do if that happens? And then you can kind of get, kind of frame it the right way. But goodness gracious, it's a lot. You just, you are going one step at a time and not always with light ahead yeah. of you you're just kind of stumbling through so mm -hmm. it, I think young teachers should ask yes mm -hmm. uh but I think older teachers should be yes. available too uh -huh. you know it's, it's and a, maybe do the approaching you know because yeah. sometimes it's hard to to start those conversations and ask those hundred percent hundred percent that's so good um what or how are you doing with like work personal life balance um, at the beginning of the year, that was something that I had like really struggled with was like taking work home. Um, and <laughs> Hello. Hello. <laughs> you got it. You need help. Okay. Okay. Bye. Bye. <laughs> the life of a teacher. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. Yeah. To clarify, Can you one more time. I just lost my train of thought. Oh yes. <laughs> no, it's good. To to be clear, Katie is in her classroom, yes. and yes. What, a student just came in. Is that right? Yes. Yep. Perfect. <laughs> That's real. Awesome. We're keeping that in there. I love it. <laughs> yep. Uh, what did I ask? You? Oh yeah, I asked how you're maintaining like your work life balance, all that. Okay. Yeah. So like I said at the beginning of the year, that was something that I had like really struggled with, not because I couldn't really figure out how I was supposed to 
do everything and not take it home with me. Uh But I feel like as the year has gone by, like I've done a much better job of like, when I'm at home, I'm at home, I'm not doing anything else. I try to leave like right after my contract hours are done. I don't like staying after school. I'd rather get here a little bit early and do it then rather than take up the rest of my afternoon. Um, and that, that is exceedingly more normal than it used to be. Yes. A lot of people are doing that, which I think is healthy Yes, yeah. as a so default. Well. Like if you're going to default to anything, default to leaving then yeah. rather right. than staying till five, six o'clock at night. Or eight, right. nine, or like eight, I did nine. my first year. <laughs> Truly, like there would be days I didn't see daylight. I would yeah. get to school before it was dark. Or I mean, while it was dark and I'd leave, well, you know, once it was dark again, it was just, it just makes my heart sore to hear new teachers like <laughs> saying work your contract hours because I did not have those boundaries. I didn't. Mm-hmm. I mean, I just, so that's so good. I encourage yeah. you to keep doing that because that right there, I mean, that'll keep your head in the game. I think a big, a keep, lot. Keep you healthy for yeah. sure. So yeah. you leave at what through 30 4 o'clock something like that 340 340 45 what do you do do you have a hobby I, I i know you work out so i, I know that yeah. do you go work out um i actually i just got into crossfit um in december so i've been doing that almost every day um after school and i love it it's so much fun really competitive and a lot harder than the things that i had been used to doing like in college um but so it's that, a new challenge. It's like yes. pushing you. That's great. Yes. Yeah, definitely. Do you like having that? If you didn't have that, would you try to get something else to replace it? Probably. You know I mean? It's just like a great way, especially if I've had a really bad day to just go and just like take it out there rather than on someone else or, <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, um, but yeah. Yeah. So you are engaged you're mm-hmm. getting married this summer. So you okay. have taught this first year also planning a wedding and everything. So yes. how has that been? That's just so much extra stuff. Very crazy. My mom has been great, really helping oh. me out with a lot of it. Um, but it's definitely different planning like over Zoom and phone calls than it would be in person. It's yeah. a little bit more stressful. <laughs> um, but no, my mom has helped me out a ton. So I she's been great with all of that. Um, but it's definitely been a little stressful. I'm ready for it to be here. Yeah. 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 Speaking of your mom, she, she is in education. Yes. Uh, Explain what she does and then explain, you know, what have you guys had a lot more to talk about this Mm. year? Yeah. So she started off, I think she taught history, middle school history, and then she was a school counselor and now she's a school psychologist and then she also teaches as a professor at i want to say southeastern um for the psych or for the counseling master's program Mm -hmm. um but no she's been a great tool if i have any questions about whether it's like i ieps or accommodations or um classroom management, literally anything that I need help with. She's been absolutely amazing. Um, just being there and answering questions and giving me advice. Um, she's really good about texting or calling me every once in a while to check in like how I'm doing and how my week was. Um, so it's been really nice having someone Mm -hmm. that knows what they're talking about, (laughs) um, and has experience like teaching and counseling and like all different sides. Um, to be able to help me out with some of the things that I've been struggling with. Yeah. 
That's, that's awesome. So good. Oh, your mom. That's <laughs> so good. Um, so. Yes. <laughs> I. We need to cut some of this out, I guess. I've got. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'll, uh, yeah, I have more stuff. Just go ahead. <laughs> what you mentioned that you went to public school or private school, excuse me. And you're at a public school. Yep. Yeah. So yeah. what this this comes up like I taught in public and I taught in private and people ask because, you know, some people only t- teach in one or the other. Mm-hmm. Um, what would the differences be that you've experienced from going to school in private and then teaching in public? I think definitely behavior issues. Um I have had such a huge problem with kids cussing this year. Like it's insane. And it's like, you're in fourth grade. You know that word. Like I did not hear that word when I was in fourth grade, probably the middle school. Like, how do you know what that is? Um, definitely behavior issues. And then just like parent involvement. Um, Cause I remember when I was in school, all of the parents were really supportive, like showed up for parent teacher conferences or were emailing the teacher, calling them just like checking in on grades. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have some parents that it's not really a huge priority. Um, I would say that those are probably the two big differences that I've noticed. Yeah. Yeah. That, that was my experience. And both of them can be challenging, mm-hmm. you know, like, when you don't have parent involvement, that's one thing. But when you do have it and it goes beyond what's needed or normal, that's another mm-hmm. problem. And then behavior in public school, behavior is like overt, like you see it. You know, mm-hmm. if something's bugging a kid, you'll know about it, yeah. you know, or whatever. In private school, it's like passive aggressive, like, <laughs> you know, the kids just shield yeah. themselves. And then you're like, man, so and so hasn't talked in three days. That's weird. And yeah. it turns out there's like this tragic thing in their life and you don't know about it. So mm-hmm. public school has its challenges. So do private school. Um, and I think the veil between the two is pretty thick because if you haven't taught in one, mm-hmm. you're looking at the other like, oh, it's, you know, better, different. Whatever. Yeah. Which mm-hmm. while your population changes, has changed, you know, public to private sometimes, but like teachers are still teachers and I think so I do too and I don't know this that's just kind of that's not really what we're talking about but that's something that I've been thinking about recently is like a private school teacher and a public school teacher are still teachers an effective teacher is an effective teacher what were you gonna say the only thing that I would say about a private school teacher is they complain about things that a public school teacher would never complain about interesting yeah ever (laughs) so for instance Katie you talked about a kid throwing a desk, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that doesn't happen in private school. And but you know, teachers people tend to to complain about things. So when I went from public to private, people were complaining. I'm like, oh my god, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh my god, go teach at any public school in this, yeah. you know, in the area for for a, a week, and you'll have a different perspective. But that's true. But there is an element of do does the teacher feel safe? And I had a conversation today, and the mm-hmm. teacher did not feel safe mm-hmm. in the classroom because this specific instance, there are some issues with the school itself, just the, the makeup of the school, but administration is not necessarily supportive, so the students tend to be able to get away with whatever it is they want to get away with. Um, mm-hmm. 
I'm not going to ask you if you feel safe in your classroom. <laughs> I'm just going to, I'm just going to say, what is your, how do you feel about where you work? Um, I really, really like this school. It's one of the better ones in the school district. We don't have as many like behavior problems as some other ones do. Um, but I think that my school has done a really good job that the problems that I have had in the classroom, I feel like they're really good about, okay, like I'm going to work with you to fix it, or I can come talk to you after school and we can talk through it and figure out, okay, if it happens again, this is what we might need to do differently. And that kind of thing. I just, I feel like they're very, very supportive and very helpful um, of any situation that I've had that has been like uncomfortable or scary or That's anything good. like that. That is so good. And yeah. it's not always the case. That, that mm-hmm. doesn't, didn't happen with me so yeah <laughs> it doesn't always happen where you get supported 100 mm-hmm. percent. so mm-hmm. that's awesome that is it sounds like you really have I mean you have been in a great school like you've had great kids great co-workers I'm just so happy for you I mean great kids all kids are great kids but you know what I mm-hmm. mean that's just I'm so happy for you what are you most excited about thinking about the future of education or e- either your personal future in education or just education in general, what are you excited to think about? Um, I have thought a little bit about getting into counseling, mm. potentially getting a master's in that in mm-hmm. a couple of years, maybe. I think that's something that I'm really excited about. I love being in the classroom. Um, I don't know. It's just something about it kind of hits me a little bit. Um, and something that I might want to get into a little bit more rather than having my own class. Um, so I think that, and then just as I get more and more experience learning and growing and figuring out, Hey, these things work better than others. Um, just coming up with new ideas, um, and having new kids, I think that's always exciting too. Yeah. Getting mm-hmm. to make more impacts and things. Do like you already that. have some third graders that you're like, oh, I hope they're in my class? Maybe. Yes, yeah. Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> I remember yeah. that. I love that. That's so fun. Well, the idea that, I don't know, when, when my first year felt like it never would end. You know what I mean? Like I would be yeah. in this year forever. Yeah. And then yeah. it ended. And it's like, wow it's over. And then another one started. And it was like this machine that was starting to go. Right. Uh, yeah. And after you've yeah. been in it for five, six, 10 years, it's like just clicking along, you mm-hmm. know, but that first mm-hmm. year, oh my goodness. It's, it just, it, and I it's like, because you're learning a lot, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And I think the first semester went by really slow, but this semester has definitely gone by a lot, lot faster. Yeah. Um, yeah. What if, I know it's a little bit early to ask you this, but if you can reflect back, have you learned anything that you're like, oh, that's that's going to be helpful? Or maybe I experienced something that this is going to be helpful down the road. I don't think that I can stress the importance of asking questions if you need help. Because <laughs> I've said good. this before, I have hated asking questions. I don't like showing that I'm struggling or that I need help with something, but that has probably been the biggest game changer is not being afraid to go ask around to other teachers and other grades or the principal or the counselor, anybody you can. If you have a question, just go ask it. Ask it. Don't be scared um, that you're going to look stupid or because you're not like everyone's going to want to help you be the best that you can be. Don't be afraid to get out there and ask. So 
stellar advice. It is. <laughs> I was just thinking about the new teachers next year and the net and the you know subsequent years and what a you've ha- you've been shown like how you should treat a first year teacher and now you get to just continue passing that along. That's mm-hmm. I'm grateful for those teachers who just took you under their wing like that. That's so good. I had some great teachers too that just uh, they saved me. I feel like they yeah. just saved me so many times. And the thing about asking advice is you don't have to take it. But That's it's true. good to That's get true. different perspectives on things just to see mm-hmm. what maybe what your options are. Because maybe your idea is the best. But if you get <laughs> two or three other ideas, you can kind of challenge your own idea and, and, you know, maybe come up with something better or different. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I love it. So this is a question that I'm going to ask all of us. Mm. <laughs> I have a bunch of this, um, but I mainly want to hear from Katie and you can think about it if you want to, but what about you makes you a good teacher? I know that's hard for us to say, but I know, I mean, with me, it was relationships with the students. Like I just, I loved it. I loved them so much. I was legitimately like so excited to see them every day. I miss them on breaks. I love them so much. And so what made me good is like, I cared. I I cared about my students. And so that, I think that's probably my best, you know, quality that I can say that, yeah, I was a good teacher for that. What about you, Rick? Well, let's, let's go to Katie. Okay. I would probably say my patience. Uh-huh. Yeah. How has I've, that helped you? Um, I, I think just, there's been some things that have happened that like other teachers have heard about and been like, I, I don't know how you put up with that. Like, tell me what, what, how is that even possible? I don't know. I just think that I have a pretty high patience tolerance. And kids need that. Mm -hmm. Like that's per that's wonderful that you have that. All right. You're up Mr. Holmes, coach Holmes. Yeah. Well, Katie can check me on this. Right. Ah, <laughs> uh, that's and, true. And check me on it if I'm <laughs> wrong. I I always felt like I created a safe place in my classroom. I always felt like people could feel comfortable raising their hand, asking a question, saying something, making a joke, whatever, and Coach Holmes wouldn't freak out. And that's, that's great. And I I thought if I can just create the environment that I would be comfortable in, then most people are going to be comfortable too. So that's what I felt like I was good at. Katie, what do you think? <laughs> well, I would agree with you. <laughs> Basketball in the locker room and your office. I feel like it was definitely a spa- safe space. Good. That's good. so good. <laughs> I can't tell you how much, I can't tell you how good that makes me feel. Oh. That confirmation. Yep. Yep. Well, good. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Um, so what do you love about teaching? It doesn't have to just be one thing. Just what are things that just, that's the reason you're doing this. That's why you keep coming back. I like that every day is different. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, I don't know, it just, there's new opportunities to learn new things or try things out. I'm not stuck to like a particular way of teaching or doing yeah. something. I kind of get to make it my own. Um, and I don't have to be worried about like being boxed in. I can be creative yes, um, and come up with my own things or use things that other people have used in the past. Like there's no confinement. 
That's good. And I think that goes along kind of with something you said in one of your journal things, it, j- journal videos, is that um, you want to make sure that each day is a new day for your students also. Like whatever crap happened that day before, when they're walking in the next day, it's a new and it's a different day. And so I think you having that that attitude, you know, about, you know, everything, I think that gives your kids an mm-hmm. opportunity to have a fresh start and they have a teacher who's looking at them with fresh eyes, you know, not with, you know, from the other stuff. But I think that's so good. I'm glad that you have that outlook. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's good. That's great. Um, okay. This is, we ask this every single time (laughs) you have not been a teacher for all that long. I know, but Mm -hmm. you have earned, you have learned so many valuable things in these few months. If you could go back in time, and talk to Katie Mills the day before she walked into her first class. What were the th- what are the things? If you have sixty seconds, be like these are the most important things. Don't forget this. Don't be nervous. <laughs> be yourself. Um, oh, this is hard. It is. <laughs> <laughs> um, don't stress if something doesn't go the way that you had originally planned it can always go back and try something again or revise it. Um, don't be afraid to ask questions. You're not going to look stupid. Um, um, let's see. Um, and those are all good. One, I was going to say, that was a great answer. <laughs> well, one thing that I, because I had heard from like teachers who had had my kids like last year's some like, bad things about them and then some good things um not focus on those bad things really push for the positive and look for that in them um I'm sure I have more but those are the big ones that kind of stick out those are great those are really really great things I have a question about this uh poster fabric behind you banner the no bad days no bad it says no bad days and it repeats it like eight times or something tell me about that what do you, how do you um, use that in your room? I am constantly looking in the Target like dollar section. <laughs> yes. And I found that at the very beginning of the year. And I was like, oh, that would be really, yes. really good. Um, because I have a couple, well, one little boy in my class in particular, he is just a little bit negative. Um, and he always says that he's having the worst day oh. and a bad day and like just repeats it all. Anytime something goes wrong, he's like, just oh. having a bad day. Um, and I'll like point up to that to remind him. I, I don't know. I just think yeah. it's a good reminder. For real. Uh, yeah. Yeah. We can turn this into a good day. We have control mm-hmm. over that. Yeah. It may be a bad moment. Yeah. Yeah. A, but it doesn't yeah. have to be a bad day. I love right. that. So is there anything we haven't gotten to talk about yet that you would want to talk about as your first year? Like what's is, and there doesn't have to be anything, but is there anything that sticks out? Um, one thing that I, I think that it's okay to laugh and like be silly and goofy and laugh at things that go wrong. Like, (laughs) um, last week I had, so at my school, whenever we have like in school suspension, that student gets sent to another teacher's classroom for the day, which I don't know. It's not my favorite protocol in the whole world, but (laughs) 
that's what happens. And I had not had that happen to me at all this year until a couple of weeks ago, I got this little kindergarten girl that I had just heard some crazy things about. And so the principal brought her into my room and was like, she's going to stay in your room this morning and get her work done. I was like, okay, great. <laughs> I was like, there's no way that she had like pigtails and bows. I was like, there's no way this is the little girl that I've been hearing all of these things about. (laughs) And so she came back and was doing her work at the back of my classroom, got all of it done. So I took her up to her room. Well, a little bit later, the librarian brought her back down to my class because I guess she was having a hard time in library. This little girl starts doing laps around my classroom. Mm. Like running? Yes. I can get her to sit down. She goes over and I'm trying to teach during this. All of my kids are in my class. She goes over to my whiteboard and writes poop on it. And so of course, (laughs) everyone starts dying laughing. I was just like, oh my God, it's not funny. I can't laugh. It's so funny. But anyway, we got her out. Everything was fine, but they would not stop talking about that the rest of the day and just like laughing. They're (laughs) going to remember that like when they're seniors in high school. You remember that time in fourth grade? (laughs) So it's okay to laugh and be silly and goofy. You don't have to take everything. So because the kids are gonna laugh and like they're supposed to it says poop on the whiteboard (laughs) (laughs) you're gonna have to let that moment exist for just a minute you know and then you know just rally later a little bit later on (laughs) a little bit later on yep i love that well thank you for sharing that story that's really funny (laughs) i had um this is third grade so it's one year or it's a couple years older than that kindergarten kid but I had their like kids were like spread all around the room in my classroom reading just you know had their feet up laying around whatever and there was this little girl who was who had gotten some sticky notes off of my table and she wasn't writing poop she was writing shit over I mean it was just like it was like little stick figures with like conversation bubbles that just said <laughs> shit and then and then it would just be a list of like shit 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 shit, shit. just all of this stuff <laughs> and so I found that and I mean it was like 20 different sticky notes and I just was like she I learned a new word what to do. yeah that's true <laughs> she was really having fun with that <laughs> so anyway yeah you have to acknowledge those things for sure and just yeah what are these crazy kids doing that's yeah. funny so all right. Well, do y'all have anything else? I have a couple no. more questions, but they're not like first year teacher related necessarily. I, I would like to know if, let's see, what do you think you should have learned in college Ooh. that maybe you didn't? Like they didn't tell you about this and it's like, why, why, why didn't they? That's and I, I know the people where you went to school and they're amazing, but we, mm-hmm no program's ever going to get it 100% right. So what would you say, you know, calling back to your college years, what would you want them to talk about at least? I think just how to handle different behavior problems, mm. whether that's flipping a desk or cussing out another student or fighting or bullying. Even I feel like we didn't really have any conversations about what to do whenever that happened. Um, just different ways of handling scenarios like that, Mm -hmm. Um, or even parent-teacher conferences, like how to conduct a parent-teacher conference. I don't think that was something that we had learned about, or if parents bring up like, oh, my kid is, I don't know, being bullied or 
having mm-hmm. problems with other classmates or things like that. Like I had a parent who was upset because their child wasn't getting enough time to eat at lunch and just like handling things like that. Mm-hmm. Cause that's definitely not something that they taught us. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's good. That's good. That's good to hear that. And I don't, I feel like that too. And you have a story that you'll tell sometimes about like a behavior thing. You you can say whatever, but a behavior thing that you had at the beginning of your career and then a similar behavior thing that you had later that you just, you had time. So you could earn this or gain those skills and that knowledge. But I do remember that. I felt like that my first several years, like there would be something that would happen. And I just was like, I, I don't know <laughs> what to do here. I don't know. Like, I send this third grade or second grader to a principal's office for this? Has like, this no, happened I just... to anybody else <laughs> in the world? <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Am I the only person that's Is ever it? experienced yeah. this? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's so good. I think that's really great. And these are issues that are that kids are facing every day, these social issues. And yeah, that would be nice to be more equipped on mm-hmm. how to help our students through those situations. That was my experience too. Like the practical, like... The, the, the most basic one-to-one, how do I deal with a kid that is off the rails? You know, yeah. how do you do that? And what you learn is that you just, you get through it, and then the next time it's not as bizarre. Easier, yeah. Yeah, and you, uh, at some point it becomes normal. Like, my <laughs> wife has a story that's like, there's no way that happened. She's like, it <laughs> happened, and, you know, it, but it, after that day, nothing was weird. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nothing could ever beat that. And you I won't no tell it because I want I want my wife to get on here and tell it uh, her way. But my God, it, like teachers experience things that normal people won't ever experience. Mm-hmm. And it's at or work, real. by the way. It's a, Yeah. <laughs> it's it's yeah, not like at a I'll... bar at 2.30 in the morning. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's like I'll update my college friends and be like, "This is what happened to me at work today." Or yeah. Why the kids do this? And they're just like, "What?" Yes. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And it's because of that. And I love telling teachers <laughs> this. It's because of those weird, crazy things that you have to deal with that you'll have a skill set that your 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 friends won't have. You yeah. you just you just will. You'll be able to deal mm-hmm. with people in a way that's much more patient, like you said. Uh, Mm -hmm. much more kind, empathetic, because you've just been around the block a little bit more, you know? That's so good. Yes, that really does. Like, it helps you in just your personal life, just how dealing with people, you're seeing these complicated little beings in front of Mm -hmm. you all the time with these big emotions and big thoughts and, you know, lots of complicated things. You're so right. It teaches you just like relationships, like how to be. How to be, how to be a good human being. Yes. And Mm -hmm. still be able to like look and see goodness. Mm -hmm. And, you know, like your fourth graders, they're little turds sometimes, but like there's goodness there. And I can see in the way you speak about them that you love them. And so that's Mm. such a good, that's so good. I'm glad you pointed that out. That was a light bulb moment to me that like that that really is that helps us in our lives. Mm -hmm. Way to go, Rick. Nice. Big win today. That's right. (laughs) Okay. Well, my next question is what is something, anything, it could be something you're consuming online, anything that you would recommend. It could even be a restaurant. It could be anything. My thing is actually you have armchair expert Dak Shepard's podcast pulled up right there, (laughs) but that is 
hands down my favorite podcast. I love that. And most recently, there was an episode with um, Daniel Pink, and he wrote a book called The Power of Regret. And this episode, have you listened to this episode? Do you listen no. to Armchair? Oh, it is so good. It's ref- it, He talks about reframing regret. Re- regret is like one of the most common emotions that human beings experience, yet we have no, we're not like taught skills on how to deal with regret. Like you just kind of no regrets. You know, we have that attitude mm-hmm. of like, we don't want to regret anything, but regret can actually be if harnessed properly, a powerful tool to, you know, determine like, well, I, I don't want that same result I had before. So, you know, I'm going to make a different choice. So anyway, it was just so good and so insightful and it has my mind thinking like crazy. And I'm, I've already started listening to it again, but I highly recommend armchair expert episode with, Daniel Pink. It was so, so good. Rick, what about you? Um, I, I, I've got one heavy and one light. We'll go light. How about that? Or do both. Whatever. I, I found Taylor Tomlinson. She's a comedian. I found her the other day. Uh-huh. And my daughter and I, and, and my whole family, we, we love comedians. And I tend to just try everything and then I'll, you know, say, hey, you know. My daughter's name is Katie. Hey, Katie, have you have you heard about this person? She had seen Taylor Thompson, but we talked about it. And here's why I'm bringing it up: we had talked about her, and you know there are other female comedians, but like Sarah Silverman, I've I've tried to listen to her, but she's just a little just too rough. Oh, I love her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, and, and great, and that's great. But like Taylor Thompson, just she's smart. She's she's deals with some really heavy ah. stuff and i was like wow that she just really well done but Yay. and we always say this she ain't for everybody <laughs> <laughs> okay she ain't for everybody so don't don't go to listen in if you don't do a little bit of homework because she does talk about some crazy stuff i want to try i've heard i know she is but i yeah. don't i haven't heard much of her yeah That's i i thought great. she was i thought she was great and uh, had a great talk with my daughter about it That's so good. anyway well, good. Katie, what um, do you think? I've not listened to a whole lot of podcasts, but something that I've been consuming a lot is I've been reading a lot more, like more than I have since probably That's elementary great. school. I made it a goal this year to read three to five books every month. So, Katie, so wow. That's so good. Yeah. Well, I've even noticed like if I bring my book to school and I'm like reading while my kids are reading, they're like actually read and be like, yeah. oh, she's reading maybe I should too. Like they get into it a little bit more. And then that is so real. Yes. Yeah. That's good. What have you been reading? What's a good book that you've been loving? Um, I just finished Malibu rising. Okay. I haven't read that. Um, I'm trying to think of, Oh, one that I'm really excited about. I read this during the summer, but where the crawdads sing, they're coming out with the movie. (laughs) Yes. Yes! I'm really excited about. So have you read that? Come on, Aaron. Well, <laughs> no. <laughs> you, but you like that book, Education, or Educated, or Educated. Yeah, it's I, kind of a similar, like, powerful. Grow up in awful conditions, and yeah. you know, go up to be. Amazing. I I only read nonfiction. Oh. So, that limits it, and I'm okay. assuming this is probably fiction. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 Bomber. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Well, he's missing out. Huh? <laughs> I am missing out. I can't believe it. <laughs> yep. that's funny well thank you katie this has been so so fun i have loved this i've loved getting to follow you this year 
It's been so much fun. And I hope that you enjoy the heck out of these last, what, couple weeks of school with your first class ever. You are, I mean, these are big moments that are, you're going to remember forever. And they're going to remember forever. Like this is. 100%. Yeah. Enjoy yeah. it. Yeah. And well, it's been fun sharing too. So I'm glad that I've gone too. And we'll, we'll get a couple more of those uh, journals in before the end of the year. Yeah. And uh, we'll, we'll wrap it up. That's awesome. Yeah. Thank yeah. you so much for being willing to do yeah. that yeah. and yeah. this. It's been great yeah. to hear. Yes. Yeah. All right, everyone, please visit our website at relatethenneducate.com. And if you would like us to come to your school, we would love to do that. So please go to our speaking page on our website, see what we talk about, get in touch with us, and we're there. We would love to come and talk to your teachers. Okay, also on our website, this is really, really exciting, is our very first annual Relate and Educate Classroom Management Workshop. Oh, I'm really excited about this. Okay, so when we were recording this episode with Katie, and at the very end, Rick asked Katie something like, what is something that you, you know, felt that you were not completely prepared for when you entered the classroom, something like that. And her re response was like classroom management strategies, behavior issues, that kind of stuff. And Rick and I were totally like secretly side-eyeing each other as she was saying that because little did she know, little did you all know that this has been in the works for quite a little while. We have been planning a classroom management workshop. So get this, it's going to be in September. Oklahoma schools start in August, then September 21st comes around. Teachers have been in school about a month now, gotten their feet wet, met their students, you know, identified some of the struggles that they're having and they come to this classroom management workshop. We love on them. We care for them. We listen to them. We collaborate with them and we provide them some really amazing strategies and tools to immediately take right back to their classroom that they're already in. Like the very next day, we have wonderful, wonderful speakers coming. Look for our classroom management workshop. This is so very exciting. Like I said, this is our first annual one. We're planning on doing this every single year in September for new teachers and teachers wanting some new tips. So really excited. Please point any teacher, new teacher in your life that direction. And we would love for them to join us for our classroom management workshop. All right, teachers, don't forget this. You have a story worthy of sharing. We would love to feature you on all of our million different things that we do. We, you know, working on a book, working on our podcast, doing all of our social media stuff, and then countless other things. We would love to have your voice be heard. And so reach out to us on our website, or you can email us at relatethenneducate at gmail.com. Just reach out to us, and then we'll start asking the questions. Don't worry. Don't don't feel pressure or anything about this. We just know that you have a valuable story that is so worth sharing. So reach out to us. Also, if you could, please like and follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Relate Then Educate at com, and also on Twitter at Relate Then E-D-U-C and the number one. And then on whatever you're listening to this podcast, like, follow us, leave a review. And finally... Take a breath. <sighs> Teachers, you are worthy. You are valuable. And you are 
loved. Bye.